Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Cutting Out Early podcast. Already moving along here with episode number 16. My goodness. Isn't that crazy? It is election day. It is uh, November 3rd, 2020. We have Max Major here. We have Zach Montgomery. We have Alex Newth on the Zoom call. How are you boys doing today? Another fine Tuesday. Yeah, hey, it, was hey, a, hey. it was a great Tuesday. I got the day off. Did you? I did too. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was a good. Alex, how's it going over there in Grand Rapids? Uh, quiet for now. We'll see. There was a lot of activity last night. There was. Um, Trump. Trump was talking there till like two in the morning, wasn't he? It was pretty late, I think. Yeah, I was watching the news before bed. It was probably like ten forty-five or maybe eleven fifteen, right before Fallon comes on, and uh, he was scheduled to talk at like ten thirty, I think. But, yeah, he just never came on. They were going to broadcast it on the news, and then uh, he didn't come on, and Fallon started, so I just went to bed. (laughs) I was hoping to just catch a glimpse of it, but I saw the replay this morning, and I'm actually kind of glad I didn't watch it. (laughs) Are Trump rallies fun? Are these fun? (laughs) (laughs) He went to five different places yesterday, I believe, all across the Midwest, and I, you know, I would love to take whatever energy produced... Whatever energy-producing steroid that Trump is on right now, I, I'd love to have that energy today. I mean, <laughs> my goodness, he's, he's going everywhere. So that was going on yesterday, and obviously today's Election Day. Um, it is also a very uh, special person's birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Mr. Newth. Quarter century. Yeah, thanks. Kind of swept under the rug this year, but that's okay. <laughs> made it this far. Made it this far. It's, it's crazy. Quarter right. of a century. How, how was your birthday today? Did you do anything special? Uh, I worked. <laughs> you didn't even get the day off. No. Does your does Who your gets the day off on their birthday? Your patent office. Boring. Your patent office doesn't believe in in uh, democracy. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. Well, well I mean, I could, I could have <laughs> communists over there. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'm I voted absentee, and I know that. They were very accommodating if you had to miss the day to work, but or miss the day to vote. But I didn't. How have. old is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday to you! I hope you. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoy at least a nice meal tonight or something. I don't know. What, whatever it is, twenty five years old should get something special for that. Some free meal. There's got to be some restaurant offering something. All I want for my birthday is to. Make it to tomorrow after the election. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be good. It's obviously election day. Everyone's getting out and voting. Uh, it's it's really been pretty quiet so far in terms of news. Everything. There were no bombshells at the polls. No huge voter suppression. At least nothing that I saw. 
uh, today, I mean, all the it's what a recording now, six o'clock in the afternoon. It's gonna get crazy in a little bit, I'm sure, and everything's gonna kind of a uh, kind of spiral out of control. I bet. So we'll see what happens. I uh, I know that <laughs> I was looking at this poll. Fifty five percent of Americans say that today, election day, twenty twenty, will be the most stressful day of their lives. So take that for what it's worth. I. I don't really understand why people are really stressing over it. You can vote, but is there really anything else you can do? I mean, why waste energy on something that you really can't control other than voting? You, you did your job. That's it. And, you know, just kind of wait and see what happens. Sit back and relax, right? You and I were kind of talking about this before the show, and I, I, I think that for 55% of Americans that they must live in their parents' basement. Like, how can you just <laughs> avoid stress? You're Like, this is the most stressful day? Like, I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot more stressful things that I deal with, like, weekly. <laughs> I mean, there's real-world stuff that goes on day-to-day in people's lives that they have to work up, worry about their job, you know, their their family. But I guess I guess today is the most stressful day for 55% of Americans. Are, are, is there any updates or any, like, Alex, that you're seeing as far as, like, results or anything yet, or is it still too early? I haven't seen anything. And just to go on the stressful thing, I understand that it's stressful. I mean, it does feel like there's a lot, like a lot of our future riding in the balance today, one way or the other. But yeah, at the end of the day, I agree with you. You can only control what you can control. So, I mean, there's, there's no sense in overthinking it, overstressing it. We're, we're all going to get through it. I understand it's stressful, but the most stressful day of your life, (laughs) I'm sure there'll be many more moments. It's it's just it's just one of those days, and I you know maybe this is what people say every four years. It's the most important election in history. Is that I mean we're saying it again this year, but I feel like I get that every single four years. That's just what happens. So in twenty twenty four, I guarantee that's going to be the most important election in the United States history. Guaranteed. Yeah. Whatever happens. I don't know tonight. if it's a I don't know if it's a one for one comparison to The Bachelor with the most dramatic season yet. <laughs> That's this, a good this point. election definitely feels extremely important, but um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Every election is important, and every election should be given the uh, the attention that this one is getting, at least from uh, the voting people. Uh, Kamala Harris was in Detroit today. Uh, Trump was in Michigan twice yesterday. Uh, he was in Tra- Traverse City. He flew to Kenosha, I believe, and then he flew back to Grand Rapids for his his final rally of the entire night, which he did the same thing in 2016. He uh, he had that rally in Grand Rapids, the last one. Uh, but uh, today, <laughs> did you guys see this video that that Trump put out on his uh on his uh social media of him dancing, the little dancing video? No. He. <laughs> It's funny, and he's it's 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 almost like something that he would have his like competitors put out, or or something that you know the opposition would put out. But uh, no, this is uh, this is something that he put out. He this is what he does after every rally. He dances to YMCA. It's just a little gimmick now. But I don't, <laughs> you you haven't seen that? No. I'm trying to pull it up. It's it's just is funny. The, is that the one song that the artists are still letting him play? I don't, you know, I, I'm. I don't think the village people would be supporting Trump. I don't know. I mean, that's just me. They seem pretty progressive. But he had, uh, he had a little pump up on stage the other day or something. That's what uh, my roommate was telling or, me. Or is he called him a little pump, a little pimp? Yeah, a little pimp. <laughs> he did call him little pimp. And then by that was that was last night in Grand Rapids. That's why I'm saying I was glad I missed it. <laughs> Such a joke. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is this is Trump dancing. <laughs> 
Oh my god. We're not going to be able to see it podcast man. i know i know i know I, sorry it's just it's just at the end of every rally he plays ymca and then he put out the little get out and vote with this montage so just, anyway <laughs> it's just him moving back and forth he's got his little move going on just it's imagine right. him doing his normal hand movements but in like a more <laughs> rhythmic fashion <laughs> only slightly more rhythmic only slightly it's fun. No. I don't know. It's it's he I think I think this is like his attempt to kind of just get it out there and kind of embrace it before anybody else says anything bad about it. So, you know, he's embracing, he's having fun. But so is Biden. I mean, they're both they're both trying to make the best out of it. You know, I really don't know what's going to happen and like as like Alex said, we're all going to wake up tomorrow. It'll be okay. We'll all survive. We'll all get through it. It's not going to be the end of the world like some people think. Um, just remember, <laughs> love trumps hate <laughs> she's been pretty quiet this entire cycle um there's also been robocalls today in dearborn and flint from a local angle telling people to vote tomorrow instead of today because the lines are too long today so they're saying you know lines are too long today vote tomorrow and that's uh, very illegal Yikes. So that's been going on if anybody's in uh, Dearborn and Flint. The last thing, before we, we don't have to spend forever in the election, it is kind of dominating the news cycle today. Um, and like we said, it'll all be good. But we can kind of uh, talk about the positives of it. What's better than voting? Voting and getting deals when you vote. I mean... Cocaine, alcohol, and bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> There's free food for election day. McDonald's, Wendy's, Krispy Kreme, and National Sandwich Day deals on Tuesday. Did you know that you shared your birthday with National Sandwich Day, Alex? No, 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 no. The National Sandwich Day shares it the day with my birthday. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I see. Well, what? today is National Sandwich Day. <laughs> what does that mean? What do I get? It's National Sandwich Day. I know, but you said, like, is Wendy's giving me something? Well, let's see. Uh, you can get a free glazed donut at Krispy Kreme along with a special voting sticker while supplies last on Tuesday. Uh, let's oh, see what it. else. Uh, well, you get a voting sticker for going to Krispy Kreme? A what if you don't vote? That's a great question. What is You know what? Should we cancel Krispy Kreme for doing this, putting voting stickers on people who potentially may not be voting? That Isn't might be a crime. Fraud? That might be a crime. Well, I, I do have to say I voted today and I did not get a voting sticker. What? Well, then what? head on over to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Planet Fitness is offering a way to work off the stress of the election with a free workout and massage Tuesday through November 8th. So I guess you have to be a member, though. If you're a PFIT member, go for your free massage right there. Uh, Uber and Lyft offering discounted rides to the polls. Strolling to the polls. Who gives a massage at Planet Fitness? Yeah, that'd be like the last place I would want to massage. <laughs> Planet Fitness is like your very cheap gym. Like what they're giving out massages? That's <laughs> I bet it's like a massage. I know they chair. had the massage chairs. I didn't know they had actual massage therapists. It's got to be the chairs. There's no way they train people to give real massages at uh, PFIT. So yeah, here for ten dollars for ten dollars a month, you're not getting a massage. <laughs> <laughs> is that the student rate? Ten dollars a month. I don't know what it is. Pretty, I just pretty close so to that. Cheap. Yeah. So to to I'm gonna run through these election day deals really quick. Uh, Big B Coffee. If anyone's a Big B fan, buy one get one free or one dollar off any drink up to 24 ounces at participating Ooh. location. Um, Bobo's gonna be really really useful for when people <laughs> listen to us tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I don't even know what Bobos is. Do you have you ever heard of Bobos? 
The bar? Free oat bars Tuesday? Who cares? Boston Market from 9 p.m. to close. All locations nationwide Tuesday. Get one free slider. Um, Burger Fi is having a deal. Kali Power is having a deal. Whatever Kali Power is. Um, Chili's. Get the Presidente Margarita for $5 and a free commemorative sticker. Well, supplies last. The Chili's. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep, keep the alcohol deals coming. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Uh, for Dunkin' Donuts, this deal is for Wednesday and future Wednesdays through December 23rd. Members of the chain's DD Perks, loyal DD Perks, okay, uh, loyalty program <laughs> can get a free medium hot or iced coffee during free coffee Wednesdays at participating locations. Are you a DD's member? Me? I'm not a coffee drinker, man. A DD's Perks member. Are, are you a Are you a DD's member? Are you down to get the there, DD's? There is one like a block away from my apartment, but no, I, I I don't Dunkin' Donuts very often. We know the Krispy Kreme deal. McDonald's starting Tuesday and through November 9th. Oh, McDonald's is giving away its new pastry items with the purchase of a hot or iced coffee through its app only. Uh, but they include the apple fritter, the blueberry muffin, and the cinnamon roll. The three new items on the uh, McDonald's they look pretty good. Every time I've been to a McDonald's, the display case for those is just chock full of the pastries. I don't think anybody (laughs) even knows they exist or knows to order them. Oh my gosh, it goes on forever. There's like pages of this. (laughs) If you are a poll worker, you can get a free sandwich, including the Shack Burger, at Shake Shack uh, or the Chicken Shack from Sunday through Election Day with the proof of a badge. But I guess anyone listening, you're right, Alex, out of luck. Um, Timmy Ho-Ho's through November 8th. Tim Rewards members can get one free drink, uh, a free dark roast coffee between 6 p.m. and 7 a.m. Interesting. But that's for you uh, Tim Hortons fans, and um, that's about wow. it. Oh, White Castle, last one. White Ca- you can't forget White Castle. $4 off any order of $20 or more. $20 or more. It's already over, though. It's already over even now. I guess it would be. It was 7 to Ooh. 11 a.m. Forget it. And then there's a bunch of other sandwich deals. There is it. So the bottom line is that with voting day and all the stress that it creates and all the anxiety, you can stop by your favorite fast food joint and maybe get a deal. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. If they're Probably not. <laughs> they're already done. Uh, did you guys have a good Halloween? Was, it, was there anything fun over the weekend that happened? Well, okay, before uh, you uh, before, get into it. Before I go. You're going to get right into it, aren't you? Do you? Should we start? Just get it over with. Uh, the fun has started. I, I, Max, I do. there was something fun that happened over the weekend. <laughs> I think we're all, we're all pretty excited over here, except for you. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Look. It doesn't matter? Can I just say something, and then you guys can have your little, little you know, Fun festival with Michigan, <laughs> you know, your little stupid goddamn party. L- look, the bottom line, do you know anybody who still supports Jim Harbaugh? And this is from me listening to a lot of podcasts in the past couple days with, with a lot of Michigan fans on those podcasts, reading a well, lot of news. I don't know. Well, if they do, they're being awfully quiet. And I know we don't personally know a ton of Michigan fans. Uh, so, you know, I don't have anybody, like, jumping to text me, like, I still love Jim Harbaugh. I still want him as my coach. But I, I think there are still plenty of Jim Harbaugh supporters out there. They're just yeah. laying low right Alex, now I because don't know. they know his, his uh, performance on Saturday was absolutely abysmal. <laughs> I, 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 my point was I, I haven't heard, and this is from coming from me reading a lot of news from Michigan fans, listening to podcasts with Michigan fans and 
you know in the loop of a lot of Michigan fan stuff. I don't. They 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 don't hear from anybody who supports what Jim Harbaugh. The, what about like the Freep? Have you seen anything from them? I have uh, some I interesting. I, I have some interesting. Their, I can't get behind their paywall. I don't want to spend the dollar per month. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, I mean, they were talking about this on ninety-seven-one quite a bit on Monday. That yeah, there. I mean, the the silence is a lot louder than the people who are calling for Jim Harbaugh's head because the people calling for Jim Harbaugh are you know like you know not not the major. Uh, news outlets it's our friends it's people we know it's you know blogs and podcasts and things like that it's not the freep it's not the detroit news it's not really m live you know it's not any you know reporter any beat reporter that has access to the team yeah because of the way michigan you know treats the media and what their relationship is with the media that none of them are going to be saying anything anti-harbaugh right now not yet, at least. I, I really think that this is one of Harbaugh's worst losses in his entire, what is this now, year six at Michigan. He, he, his, I agree. His clock management at the end was abysmal. I mean, I was watching the game with you, Zach. I was commenting, "What is what is Jim doing? He, he's trying to save the timeouts. The clock's winding down. Then he has to use a timeout. It's a two possession. It's a two score game. They have to score and get the ball back. He was planning on punting, giving the ball back to the Spartans and using the timeouts to try to just get the ball back, so the Spartans would be forced to punt back to U of M. He wasted way too much time to do that. It didn't work out. He was forced to use a timeout. Or you know what? I think the TV coverage actually screwed it up. He, maybe yeah. he didn't use a timeout. No, he didn't. That. There was a it was a Michigan State player lost their helmet, and apparently that stops the clock. It doesn't especially matter, especially if you're U of M. It, it stops the clock for them. Right, but even <laughs> I mean, good for Michigan. They got a break, but the point they stopped is, the clock when they shouldn't. Have. <laughs> the, the, the clock management at the end was still horrible. He made he made Mel Tucker look like a genius. Mel Tucker, because he, they were doing all these dink and dunk plays all the way down the field, and I'm just watching, and you you were saying it, and we were both watching it, and it's just like, what is he doing? You're, you're not going to take a shot? You're not going to even try? It looked like he just gave up, and like somehow it was just going to fall in his lap. In yeah, fact, I had the same reaction. I was listening on the radio. I was in the car, you know, driving around Traverse City. I was up there with Adam and Teresa. Uh, and, what broadcast, Alex? Um, 5.30. Which, was that Michigan's or Michigan State's? Um... I think it was Michigan's. I th- yeah, I think it was Brandy. Was it Brandy? George. Yeah. It wasn't George. I hate George. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. It was George. It wasn't. Not- it wasn't George Blaha. <laughs> um, but so I mean, I was listening on the radio, and I was like, I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, I couldn't see it, so I didn't know if there were any options available on the sideline for them to throw it that way. But it seemed like every single play was straight up the middle. You know, a short pass or you know, a short run or something like that with nothing outside to try and get out of bounds and save the clock. It just seemed like they were giving it away. <laughs> really. I, mean, I, I don't know why Harbaugh wasn't stepping in and trying to fix that. Well, if you were watching oh the game, my God! <laughs> if you were watching the game, you could, Joe Milton was having some trouble throwing the ball downfield and it was, you know, after all the hype though, he's the next Cam Newton and you know, he's got talent. He's got a lot to go. He's only, if this is his first year starting, he has three years of eligibility left, but Man, was he hyped up like he was ready to go, and then he came out and he couldn't get the ball more than 10 yards Like without – he didn't know where it was going to well, go. Well, I think the big problem with Milton, and he had a very poor game. I was very encouraged watching him that first game, but but they were saying it on the, on the uh, TV broadcast, and I totally agree with them. 
he had his play all I mean his target set before the snap every time. He threw into some really dangerous situations, double coverage. He I mean if you if the defense just looked at his eyes and realized what he was looking at, they could have read him perfectly because he didn't change anything based on what the defense was doing or what happened after the snap. He's his mind was made up and I'm telling you there were I mean there were so many close calls where it's like that should have been picked off. That should have been picked off. Right there, there, there. It was way too risky. And even so, he wasn't completing the passes. He wasn't connecting. It was still dangerous, and it didn't even have to be. There were other guys that he should have gone to, but he made up his mind, like I said, before the snap, and that's not something. I, I get he's a rookie. I didn't see that in his first game, but it was a bad game for him. So that's I mean, that's what I saw, at least. The announcers were right. It, it was a whammy for him because then uh... – uh, Minnesota, who was like, you know, oh, Michigan's back. They beat Minnesota. <laughs> and then Minnesota got whacked by uh, Maryland and Tua's brother. <laughs> I have so. to apologize. <laughs> but well, um, then it sounds like uh, it sounds like Joe Milton takes after his defensive coordinator because Don Brown was not reacting to the Spartans at all either. He had, he had his game plan and he stuck to it. He saw that Rocky was, you know, hitting his man one on one with their weak corners all game. And he didn't put a safety back there to help at all. You know, you know, it's a great game when we have Rocky Lombardi, who de- who debatably before the season started, people would have been pissed if he was our quarterback. He, we thought he was so bad, but he lit Michigan up for like over 300 yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. And you know, it's bad <laughs> when Rocky is throwing this bombs, is Michigan. throwing bombs to a freshman mis- uh, receiver, you know, for like 20 yards a pop. It was bad. It was it, the defense was just abysmal i don't know what they were thinking i don't know why they didn't it, it was very obvious michigan state had like four plays and every once in a while they'd pull out that screen play and it'd like kind of it fluster michigan because they didn't know it like it was in their arsenal but they, they had like run up the middle you know ricky white go deep and uh oh, ricky white was playing a hell of a game yeah i gotta give him so much credit that was impressive in Jaden wow, Reed yeah. crossing route. <laughs> if this was U of M, he'd be on the Heisman watch list. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Is, is this is this Michigan's worst loss, or is this is this Harbaugh's potentially is this their worst loss of of Harbaugh's tenure? So I'm listening to the radio today, and you can you can hear it in the voices of some of the more um, Michigan sided radio hosts today. They're kind of who, who, who are you talking about? Uh, I Carson. Doug, Doug Karsh. Okay. He's the guy who went to state, but he's a Michigan fan. Yeah. And he actually works for Michigan or Ga- something like that. Yeah, he does sideline reporting for the radio. And then Gator. Alex would have heard him on t- uh, the radio. Yeah. Uh, no, that was Rieger. Oh, are you talking about Rieger? No, Alex Karsh works on the sidelines for Michigan. That's his job. That's his, that's his weekend gig. But he's a big Michigan fan. Yeah. He went to state, and he's a Michigan fan. Yeah. Har- Rieger didn't go anywhere. Rieger went to, like, uh, I-, I think Rieger went to OU or something or, or some local college. No, no, I mean Rieger on the radio. Is that not Rieger on the radio? It's Karsh? Uh, no, it, no. Was at the, it was at the lunchtime show. Doug Karsh, Doug Karsh and Scott the Gator Anderson. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, during the Michigan game on 530, would, would I have heard Rieger or Karsh? You would have heard Karsh. Oh, okay. I could have sworn I heard Rieger, but I might have just gotten their voices mixed up. I mean, the only thing Rieger might have been doing was like, in, in, like during halftime, like the around the league thing. Because uh, they probably pick it up. Because I think that game was on 97 1. Yeah. Because they, cause they, they partner. Because normally it's on 950 for U of M. So they par- they're the they're the same company as 97 1. So sometimes 97 1 will throw on the um, Michigan game. And then whoever's in the studio 
on the weekend, which is usually Rieger or Dan Leach, uh, they'll usually do like around the league uh, during the halftime. So you may have heard him uh, in between breaks, Alex, but uh, Karsh was on he the was, field. He was just like chiming in every like once in a while in the last two minutes of the game. That was, I think it that was, was Karsh. Rieger. I'm like, that was I'm like Karsh, 99% man. sure it was Rieger. Dan, Dan Leach. Agreed to, agreed to disagree. Dan Leach okay. was pissed. Oh, God. It I was believe like it. gold. It, I was well, like, I can't believe it. Harbaugh is ridiculous. I can't believe it. We're done, we're done with Harbaugh. I can't believe it. It was beautiful. I do have to say one thing, and the the Michigan media kind of writes themselves into these problems. Like <laughs> Jesus. they always hype themselves up. <laughs> you know, we're the biggest, we're the best. Like you know, it, it, Joe Clat. I have even, I have some audio of Clat and this is uh, Michigan and Coward from before the game, yes, exactly. and they're they're talking. I can play it if we want. Go for it. It's kind of, but it, it's Joe Clat. Joe Clat talking about how this is Jim Harbaugh's best team ever. After one game. So this was after they won. This was after week one. Who, who did they beat week one again? Minnesota. That's Minnesota, right. Minnesota, who then just got beat by Maryland. <laughs> Offensively, 35, 40 points in big games. Ryan Day goes to Ohio State. Guess what you have to do against Ohio State now? You can't beat them with Don Brown's defense. You this can't just out-defense right them this. and tough them and, and win the game. They came close a few years ago, remember, and they what? had that overtime game. Right before but then this, what happened? he was Ryan talking Day about how foot hold on, in Columbus, Ohio, second. and guess what happens to that offense? Goes through the roof. Now what do you have to do to beat Ohio State if you're, if you're Michigan? Score. You've got to be able to score, and they haven't been able to even come close to the offensive efficiency. And what I saw last week from Michigan was the, ter- was the corner being turned offensively. Joe Milton, their quarterback, is an incredibly talented guy. He's, he's huge, first of all. He's got a quick, quick release, one of the strongest arms that I've seen in college football in the last four or five years, stronger than Josh Allen or even Herbert. Get a room. I mean, <laughs> throws absolute lasers. He can run it pretty well. Didn't he say and he's here's stronger the other than part. Pat Mahomes? They haven't gone pure spread earlier. like they tried to do last year with uh, Shea Patterson and just run those like soft zone schemes in the run game. You know what they did in the run game? Right. They went back to what Harbaugh does well, which was pull guards, <laughs> was pull tackles, up the middle run and power-oriented schemes. <laughs> and it all has to stem oh, from number 42, Ben Mason. You're saying, like, well, Joe, why are you bringing up Ben Mason? Let me tell you. Anyway, <laughs> this video is, I, I just want to put it in context for you. This video Get is li- literally 15 minutes long. It's him talking up Jim Harbaugh, how this oh, is his God. best team ever. And this is him on uh, Colin Coward. And he was talking how before they were both talking about how Michigan is not Alabama. They are not Ohio State. They're not going to be good every year. But Jim Harbaugh is going to build a team this year, and this is going to be the one. They're going to turn the corner offensively. Joe Milton, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, like, What's happened? the examples of this are unreal. The There was a free uh, article before last week. It was before the game. It was how Jim Harbaugh has taken the fun out of Michigan, Michigan State. And then Reggie Bush on the pregame show, he was like, I think this is the year that Michigan beats Ohio State. And then he talked to Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer was like, he was like, what do you think about that, coach? And Urban Meyer was like, what do I think about that? Uh, let's put some money on that, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> did but, you hear Joe Milton after the game? This is after the game. I did not. <clears throat> Zach, did you hear his comment? Oh, yeah, yeah, about how uh, Antoine Simmons so, wasn't on his radar. Yeah, so Stoney asked him, he said, you know, like, hey, you know, was uh, Antoine Simmons on your radar? What did you think of him going into the game? And he goes, Antoine Simmons? Who's that? And this is after the game, after Uh-oh. Antoine Simmons just, you know, played him like a fiddle the entire game. And, um, and uh, you know, Stoney explains it to him and he goes, well, no, nah, he, you know, he's a good player, but he wasn't on our radar. 
And uh, well, so they asked geez. Antoine Simmons in his press conference, they said, so, uh, so Joe Milton said you weren't on his radar. What do you think about that? And he goes, he like laughs and he goes, well, we've got Paul Bunyan now. And uh, I don't know what they're doing over at Michigan, but here at MSU, we actually study our opponents. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely body bagged him. But just what arrogance to like, even after you lose to be like, yeah, Antoine Simmons, the best guy in that defense. I don't know who he is. I think that's like, the problem. Do, do you think like, he did that just to, I, I don't know. This is after the game. Is he, is he trying to like, talk more smack or something or, or like take a kind of a shot at him is that like a tactic that, or something that's what his demeanor seemed to be that's the way he uh you know his tone his tone was that he was trying to insult msu you don't want to talk like that after an embarrassing loss i think that just kind of that that's pretty sour grapes you all know? it does is give us more billboard material for next year i know it was like a it was like the mike hart little brother thing i'm like you just gas him up for next year like it wasn't <laughs> even that like they can't help themselves you literally cannot help themselves. And it's I just like what arrogance. I for people who still support Jim Harbaugh too, I like they have this like thing, oh, we're not Alabama, we can't recruit like OSU, you know, we're not Clemson or Oklahoma, but you're paying Jim Harbaugh seven point five million dollars a year. Okay? You know what or they pay? More, right? it, I think it is actually more than that with the with He's the benefits. The highest paid public uh, employee in the state of Michigan. Jeez. And and, and look what he has to show for it. I, I don't. I'm not sure what this is. Just their salary, so I, I only have that number to go off of. But Nick Saban gets 8.6. So yeah, for no, a they're million, very, they're comparable in terms of salary, but sure. the performance obviously is not. I mean, I mean, if Jim Harbaugh wants to deliver what he's delivering, he should be making, you know, what Mel Tucker or James Franklin is making about five million because that's what he's putting out on the field. If that. If that, no, I agree. 0-14 as an underdog, 1-5 against your rivals at home, 0-5 against MSU and lo- or, sorry, OSU, losing big, and you've never won a Division One football title. Anything. Loser, loser. We get it. My, my, my point is, is if you're going to be paying this man this much money and you're going to put out this product where he loses a game to MSU, he, do- he obviously doesn't appreciate your rivals. OSU is going to come in and whack him this year. What do you do? What's the point? What are you doing? He'll probably retire at the end of this and contract. This kind of goes to the point I made during our season preview is that Jim Harbaugh still does not have an extension on his contract. He'll retire. Which, he'll be, he's done. He, he's going to walk. He'll go back to the NFL maybe. Which, I mean, valeni has been saying it this week or at least yesterday <clears> when <throat> I was listening. I mean, he brought up this, the, that point again that Jim Harbaugh does not have an extension on his contract. And he's like the only Power 5 coach that does not have an extension beyond next year. Oh, he will enter next season being the last season on his contract. For good reason. Which is, which is really, really, um, it, it doesn't happen very often, and it, it makes no sense if Jim Harbaugh is supposed to be the long-term guy. And it also doesn't make sense, because I thought I remember them signing Jim Harbaugh to like a lifetime deal, or was that just like That's some just sort a talking point, thing? man. That's it, It's not a lifetime deal. It's just like a little talking point. Like That's the implication at the I don't know. prestigious if, if university. I'm, if I'm at, you know, some sort of official in the athletic department at the U of M, I got to say to myself, I know I make bad purchases. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cut the string. Great use. <laughs> well, I hope you guys got your fun out of uh, they have a, Reagan they have, on Michigan for the past 20 minutes. I'm not minutes. done yet. No, I'm just kidding. Hurry up then. They, they, they have another big God. game against uh, Indiana, who actually took over their ranking. Michigan was 13, now they're 23, and Indiana is now 13 this week. Ooh, a little flip-flop. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
But um, I just want to say, I, I feel like Mel Tucker doesn't get a lot of credit because everyone's dog in Michigan. It's a second game. I know. I know. That was you, mean great... this, you mean this week he doesn't get a lot of credit, like right now? Yeah, I don't. So I, not... I feel like everyone's dog okay. in Jim Harbaugh because he underperformed, which is very true. But I think Mel Tucker, he came out, he literally said before last week, he said, we will not turn the ball over. And then what did they do against Michigan? They did not turn the ball over a single time after turning it over seven times against them. I think he that made was like he, the most impressive part of that game to me. It was it, avoiding the turnovers. They made Rocky is turnover happy, at least as we've seen, and so is Hayward. So, and then the way our receivers were hanging onto the ball against Rutgers, I was very nervous in a game that I knew was going to be pass heavy, which it was. So, for them to come out of that game without committing a turnover is such a testament to to Mel Tucker's uh, effect that he has on these guys. And that's and those are things that Mel Tucker can go to recruits in the like coming years and be like, "This is what happened." You know, I didn't even have my team yet, but we went in, we had a goal, and we made it, and we beat Michigan, and we didn't turn the ball over. Like these are huge things you can bring to recruits. I think there are commitments actually coming. It, it seems like there's some that were kind of you know thinking about mulling things over, and there might be a few coming up in the in the next coming days that are that are in Michigan State's favor, maybe because of this game. Yeah, I've seen another uptick on Twitter of MSU recruiting right after this game. And I I mean it's gotta be a direct correlation. So I'm very, very happy about that. But we the, should the probably move on before fl- Max leaves and never talks to effect. us again. <laughs> I'm fine. I, you know, it's just frustrating, man. I just uh, I didn't go to either school. I grew up a Wolverines fan and I guess I still kinda root for him. Uh, kind but of, I I kind wanted of, a competitive game. Kind of <laughs> I listen. Did I, you did you get one? I, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Didn't get the result I wanted. <clears throat> God, no. Th- uh, whatever. I, I don't want to dwell. I don't want to delve on it and, and just linger on this entire topic. It's it's ridiculous. Th- look, the Wolverines played like shit. Bottom line. And maybe it is a statement game for Mel Tucker. And I hope he does well. I hope there's two competitive teams in the state. But right now, at least recently, Jim Harbaugh hasn't shown that that's the case. So it's unfortunate. It's it's just the way it is, and maybe he's just not a good college coach. Just not meant for the U of M. So Max, give give me one sentence. What should happen to Jim Harbaugh? Um, and his contract to expire and doesn't come back after next year. That's the money shot. That's the money shot. <laughs> All right, it's fine. It's fine. Love to hear it. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm not alone. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> Why don't you go? I don't even want to talk. Do you want? I don't even want to talk about the Lions. They won, or they they got blown out. I'm sorry, they won the week before. They got blown out by the Colts on 41-21. Congratulations to everyone on the bandwagon for the past two <laughs> weeks. You've just been kicked off. Bye bye. Three and three. Bye-bye. Let's end the season seven and nine. Let's get a horrible draft pick. Let's miss the playoffs, and then we're gonna have the same old debate again. Well, Patricia didn't go seven wins. He had this, you know, Bob Quinn. Enough! I, I am so sick of it. My my mentality for this team doesn't has not changed. And honestly, that's all I want to say. I about do the Lions. have some news about this though. The NFL is thinking about adding. I think they have seven teams right now, a seventeen playoff, which is an expansion from the six per division. So they're adding already adding one, and they're thinking about adding another to make an eighteen playoff. Wait, are they really? Where yeah. did you see them? Uh, I heard it out on the radio today. Is this breaking news? It kind is, of breaking. It was. We need it, a breaking what's your news source? Sound. We do need a sound for the that. The Valeni show they were talking about in the Valeni show. The Valeni show with Rico. Yeah, and uh, the but the thing is, is if they did that, 
the Lions might be able to make the playoff. They're they're it giving them cares. every chance. No, but this that is the thing. Count. Exactly. That That's what I'm saying. Okay, we're on the they same page. Might, they might actually make the playoffs, and if they make the expansion spot and they get blown out by the Buccaneers or whoever the one seed <laughs> is, I think that they still shouldn't get their jobs back because their their goal was, my opinion on them was, if you make the playoffs, you keep your job. Since the beginning of the season, that was my thought of them. You know, I'm all. I, I I'm, did, I'm that's pretty, where we disagree. That's where we disagree. I'm pretty level-headed on them. I think that if they make the playoffs, but if the expansion playoffs, and now we're getting eight teams, and now they could be like six and ten and make the playoffs, and then get blown out by you know, but it it's not, it doesn't count. It does not count. I didn't even hear that. I I, I hope I hope uh, Quinn Trish is not even around for that new rule to be in place. I hope they're long gone by then. Anyway, just some interesting food for thought. It is interesting. I didn't hear that. Um, is Justin Turner canceled for uh, for um, murdering people after the World Series? I didn't hear about this actually. Really? Yeah. You didn't hear about this? This was all over the news for a couple days, which well, is you're, surprising. You're joking, that it, right? Like, over the airwaves for so long, given how much else is going on. Well, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. So, I mean, I'll just give you a recap, Zach. So, Justin Turner was playing Game Six of the World Series. He plays for the Dodgers. He's oh, third. Oh yes, I did hear about this. And, <laughs> and in the middle of the game. In the middle of the game, he gets pulled from due to a, co- a positive COVID test. The MLB and calls the team like in the the seventh inning or the eighth right. inning to say, "Oh yeah, we just got the results, but it looks like Turner's positive." I mean, what, what, right in the eighth so inning, leaves. the seventh <laughs> inning, what the hell? So he he leaves, and then the Dodgers win the World Series, and he comes back on the uh, the field without a mask for a large portion of it to celebrate with his teammates. He's taking pictures. He's kissing the trophy. He's getting close to, um, I think, his manager, who's a cancer survivor. He's he's causing all kinds of, you know, he's he's around. He's definitely spreading it, um, which I guess the argument could be made if he's with the team, he's probably spreading it to them prior to the, the positive exactly. test anyway. But re- regardless, he found out he was positive, uh, left, and then came back to celebrate. So now everyone's really angry at him. His for... team wanted him to come back. They they like encouraged him to everybody, including the coach. I did hear about this, and the the M the MLB like bouncers were like trying to keep him out, <laughs> and he ended up on the field anyway. But I mean, the point is, Alex, you're right. If if this is the case, I mean, he was there for the entire well, game. I mean, well, the entire well, so, game, right? So, so All in yes. Yes, I understand that it, you know, his teammates and his team and everyone can make the decision whether they want to be around him or not, given the news. And it's very likely that they had some moment of exposure uh, from when he contracted the disease to when he found out he was positive anyway. But I think just optically, I need to be optically for Justin Turner. It just looks really bad to get a positive test and then knowingly go around people who have not tested positive for the disease because it's showing that. As far as you know, they have not contracted the disease and you are providing an opportunity for them to come in contact with it. And so optically, it just looks really bad. I understand how in that moment the decision can get made and how he can end up back on the field. And it might not be, you know, the smartest decision in the moment, but, you know, it happens and or it happened in this circumstance. And how often do you win a World Series? Right. But, but it's a fake World Series, right? Like, but does anyone I, I think really you, think this one's gotta, real? You got to condemn the action, even though it is 
understand. I mean, I can understand it. I see why he I mean, was back on the I'm field. not going to sit here and condemn it if his team was okay with it and he was around the entire team beforehand. I don't think there's any change. And I also don't think that uh, you win the World Series every day or every year or even sometimes not even in your life. Have you ever won the World Series, Zach? I haven't. <laughs> I'd love to. That'd be great. I'd love to have that trophy. Well, I actually have, I have something to confess to you guys. I think maybe, do you think Justin Turner realized, well, with the election coming out, this story is going to get buried in the next day at the most. I'll be good after just a couple days. Maybe, maybe he was using the uh, the current state of the country to his advantage. That, that story yeah, we'll would be see, because I also heard that MLB is is investigating and very likely will, might levy a suspension on Justin Turner, and he's up for a new contract. So that new contract may take into account the fact that he might be out of commission for an extended period of time due to suspension. I mean, it could be a pretty hefty suspension. Who knows? What What do they have to investigate? I mean, what, this, <laughs> this happened a week. Right there. What are they doing? <laughs> it's been a week. Are, there, are they still investigating? Are there forensic accountants there right now trying to figure out with me, well, like, like in all fairness, glasses? I haven't followed up on the story in a few days. So I don't know <laughs> what the investigation is doing, but that's the last I heard of it is that they were investigating. I, I'm going to be, uh, let me just say this. I'm going to be surprised if anything really happens. Um, I don't think anything I, I have, I've, I follow a lot of sports news. I haven't heard of anybody getting sick or anything happening. And sure, he took a risk. But, you know, sometimes maybe in that moment he realized that, yeah, the team really wants him out there. And you know what? Maybe he does too. So that's maybe a risk they're willing to take, especially if he's been around him before. So I don't know. I think the point of why people are upset is because optically it looks like he made the decision to come out there sure. and be with his teammates. And like he made the decision to expose them which just looks extremely selfish, even though, I mean, the team very well may have, as a group, made the decision that he could come out and and celebrate and be with them. But optically, it looks like he made the decision alone, and that's not something that, that's not a message you want to be sending to people like, hey, if you test positive, it's up to you whether you can go out in public or not. He has a big platform. He has a big platform, and he exposed himself to everyone. He was wearing a mask for a lot of the post-celebration. He took it off when they took that big photo for, like, 10 seconds, but he, he put it right back on. So it's not like he was being completely reckless. But anyway. We'll I, I saw images both both way with his mask on and off in the celebration, and I, I don't think it really matters at that point. I mean, yes, it is – and. It is a circumstance that none of us will find us in where we have to choose whether to celebrate winning a World Series or not. But but I think it just shows that you need to be willing to to sacrifice as much as you can to help stop the spread. Um, well, then I guess um, Kendall Jenner should be canceled as well for her uh, Halloween birthday bash blowout party. Uh, remember that story? Like Fun a, fact, Kendall Jenner and I share a birthday. Today is her birthday. That's true. And she was celebrating on Halloween, which is also uh, very inappropriate. That's all, That's probably just as bad as not having the masks at the party. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping the gun a little bit. But what happened was um, on Saturday, uh, Kendall Jenner threw herself a 25th birthday party. The same year. I didn't even realize that, Alex. That's true, too. 25 yeah, years old. Somebody get a message out to her. <laughs> there was reportedly one on. <laughs> in case anyone important might be listening. Uh, but she threw herself a uh, 25th birthday party on Halloween on Saturday with reportedly 100 people in attendance on the Harriet's rooftop in West Hollywood. Photos show flyers at the event that read, 
No social media. Take all the photos you want. But please do not post on social media of any kind. Um, probably because Jenner is on some level aware that hosting a crowded event full of people who don't live together and travel often could spread COVID to different places. Not really the best look. But uh, TMZ reported that attendees included Justin and Haley Bieber, Kim and Kanye West, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott, The Weeknd, Doja Cat, and Paris Hilton, who frankly were... Wait, Kim and Kanye are still together? <laughs> Wait, Kylie and Travis Scott are back together? Uh, that's what it says. Well, I don't know if they're back together, but they were both there, so... Maybe sparks were flying. They have an and in between their two names. That's true. As if they go together. <laughs> Interesting. Jaden Smith was there. Um, let's see. Oh, um, Kim and Kylie posted to their Instagram stories in clear defiance of the flyer, showing celebrities mingling up close indoors with math with masked wait staff visible in many pictures. But they were not wearing masks. Dun, and it, was, it wasn't even Kendall's birthday. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a shame today? if some of these people got it? <laughs> uh, Chris Jenner, cry. Kendall's mother, defended her uh, daughter's decision. Um, you only torn 25 once. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Andy Cohen Live on a Sirius XM, his radio show, um, Chris was saying, we're dealing with lots of people that have different opinions. And all we can do is live our lives the best way we know and be responsible and do the right thing. And we're doing that. So... What? Alex, no. are you going to That's have... her justification somehow. Alex, I expect a, a similar party. 100 people. We can wear masks, though. We'll wear masks. We'll make it better. Do you, <laughs> Do you know what Jenner said? Her daughter's party guests were tested prior to entry and had to wait about a half hour for the results. A testing timetable we'd all like to enjoy someday in the future. First of all, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> there is no way that everyone's getting tested. Hang on, before you're coming in, we're going to test you for COVID. Wait here for 30 minutes, then you can join the party. Yeah, right. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. So um, I guess uh, I guess uh, we'll see how many people that Kendall Jenner murder because of this uh, exposure. If it even happened. We'll see. But I, I, I wonder if she'll be canceled or not. Absolutely Probably not. not. No. Probably not. Too much well, money behind well, that. Well, the president hasn't been canceled for his <laughs> maskless rallies. So, well, some people wear masks. He doesn't. Some people do. But or any of his family. <laughs> I believe if if that's what cancel culture has become, I think maybe half of the country should be canceled. Yeah, I don't. I think that's too controversial to cancel somebody for that. It's 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 getting out of hand. No, she's not going to get canceled. They're just giving her some shit. That's all. Before we move on from the NFL, actually, um, <laughs> the, the latest thing, Antonio Brown, first of all, he's going to make his debut uh, against the Saints uh, week nine, which is this coming weekend, right? Week nine? Yeah, we're in week nine already. Yeah, That's correct. So. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, NFL season's flying by, but AB, AB is going to be there. Uh, and uh, Tom Brady is helping AB land on his feet. Uh uh, Antonio Brown and his entire family has decided to shack up in uh, Tom Brady's home in Tampa. It's not even his home, actually. I think I think On Tom his frozen feet. <laughs> his frozen feet. He uh, what? It's it's he uh. This, he did this in when he came to New England too. You know that, right? Did he? Yeah, the same thing. He had. I don't think he had his whole family there, but he definitely had Antonio Brown staying with him at his house. I did not know that. It's yeah. actually Brady's renting the home from Derek Jeter in an exclusive Tampa neighborhood. But the Seriously? whole po- no, that, that's the truth. Is that the Jupiter Beach or the Jupiter Beach? You know what I'm talking about? I know Jupiter Beach. That's is that like his where, home? That's where like Tiger Woods lives. Oh and... yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's that same exclusive Tampa neighborhood? It could be like the suburb of Tampa. 
but yeah, I guess I guess Brady and AB are are good friends. I didn't really, I, I did not know that. This is news to me. So I didn't realize that he did that when AB was uh, a Patriot for that short period of time before he was kicked <laughs> off again. But um, he's helping AB mitigate the risk that he poses to the Bucks by um, having uh, him and his entire family live with them. You know, is this is this going to end badly for AB? Is is he really going to stay in the Bucks this long? Or the uh, yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks this long? Is is it going to be another uh, well, New England if, situation? We'll see. I'm not Brady sure. Brady is that worried about AB causing a, like posing a risk to the Bucks? Then yes, he's going to be <laughs> off very shortly. <laughs> It was Tom Brady that wanted him, though, right? Everyone, everyone's like, you know, the the coach. I forget what the coach's name is, though. He For was Tampa, spo- yeah, Bruce, Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians was supposed to not take any of Brady's like shit. Like he was gonna be, he was still the coach, and if Brady came in here, you know, he was still the man and whatever. But you know for a fact, Tom Brady called him as soon as uh, AB suspension was up, and was like, you know, we should get this guy. So I don't know. They, the Tampa Bay didn't even need him. They have a they have a loaded wide receiver core already. Yeah, why did they? I don't they pick know. Him? I was watching the game last night, and I think Tampa Bay actually could use an extra receiver because outside of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, it's pretty bleak. And at least at the receiver position, I know they have you know two great tight ends and Gronk and Gronk's uh, coming out, and they've got and they've got two running backs and Rojo and uh, Leonard Fournette, and Rojo especially can catch the ball out of the backfield, but at least at the wide receiver position, it's looking a little bit slim. And I know that uh, Godwin has been dealing with injuries, and I think Mike Evans has been too. We'll see. Do you, do you want to hear uh, Tom Brady speak on the issue? Let's hear it. Or do we not want to? Well, we'll, we'll hear from Tom Brady. Just a quick one. Let's Brown, this isn't the Antonio Brown. This isn't the first friend or teammate you've had with the past. And you've also got a, a sterling reputation yourself. How do you approach your relationship with with guys like that? Is it simply about football and hey, I think this guy can help us win, or is it even more than that? Like maybe I can have a positive impact on this guy. Like I'm just TB curious to, to kind of hear your thought process on how you try to navigate those relationships. That looks like a weird thirteen. Well, I always try to have a, you know, bring a, a positive uh, impact to our locker room, and um, I had so many guys that I looked up to when I was a player, and when you start in the NFL. I started on a team with a lot of great veteran leaders and guys that really took me under their wing. Um, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, Troy Brown. Oh, he's giving back. What a good person. Um, (laughs) uh, Just exceptional players, but great guys. And then over the years, you know, when you transition from a younger player to an older player, you really want to see guys (laughs) succeed and you want to see guys do well. It's always about maximizing your potential. And I had a lot of people support me over the years, realizing that I was – far from where I needed to be. All right, it's all about him, I guess. They would guide me to and provide me with the help that I needed as a player to reach my position. He's acting like AB is some rookie he needs to bring under um, his wing. You know, how you impact people, and I think we talked that's about a, that yeah, a lot as professional athletes, how you impact people on the field is one thing, how you AB impact acts people like off the field is another. So whether that's teammates that you can impact or um, people in the community Believe that you me, can if this guy could not catch a football as good and, as he can, um, then you just try your best Tom Brady is not messing with him. Wouldn't touch you know, him with a lot of people football. weren't born with the same advantages that I've had growing up. They weren't born with the oh, same background. Or get over yourself, Tom Brady. You recognize that, and you bring that to relationships. Um, He's got quite All you can do is the best you can do. And, you know, for me, I think that's something that I really enjoy still about playing football is that I have probably more perspective than just about every player in the league right now based on my years of experience Ooh. and what I've seen. 
And, um, and I want to see other guys succeed. And I think a lot of joy in my experience comes from seeing other people be their best and seeing people succeed in ways that can set their family up. And uh, I think that's a really important aspect of football for me. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. <laughs> what a joke. So that was all in reference probably to Antonio Brown's sexual assault allegations, right? Yes. I mean, that's that's what got him kicked off the Patriots after 11 days last time, and it's why he couldn't join a team for the first 8 weeks of this season. Well, and he's and he's been known to he's been known to have a personality too. I think that's what got him kicked off the Steelers. Right? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, he well, he's he's nuts, man. He's yeah, crazy. He's he's always been a little uh yeah, a little, a little out there. He's, you know, whatever. But, but hey, not man. the greatest guy. But man, what a hell of a football player, right? That's all that matters. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Would you like? I remember when uh, Antonio Brown left the Steelers. We were talking. I mean, obviously not on the podcast, but just about whether we wanted the Lions to get him. And at the time, I did want the Lions to get him. But now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, do you want a locker room distraction like that? Despite what uh you know talent he can bring to the field i mean would you guys want a b on the lions right now no i don't think so really i don't think so at least i know a lot of people who would though i've talked to a few people who would i don't think so i think i think locker room mentality and like cohesiveness is so important and i think he would just disrupt that so much so i no i think the one thing about tampa bay is it basically is a a locker room party right now with all the pieces they're bringing together and everything (laughs) so i you know i i don't think like even if he comes in and makes a noise, like there is so much noise around Tampa Bay already that it might drown it out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It might be a good fit overall. So who knows? Alex, I heard some. Uh, I heard some good news that your uh, your Bronco build and price tool is finally up on the Ford website after all these months. It's there. Are you? Excited? Yeah, that's excited? some that's some bittersweet news to be honest because I've been playing around with it a lot. And the options really add up. I mean, it is it is not the most cost-friendly uh, endeavor to try and add options to the Broncos right now. Like, for example, like the one thing that really matters to me that I really would want on, an, uh, on my Bronco is an upgraded sound system. I would really want their top-of-the-line sound system that you get. Aren't all car a- sound systems good now, though? I mean, is there really that much of a difference? Or is there a big upgrade for it? I... That's a, uh, anything. I thought you build and price this. I thought you were an expert on this. I think anything well, is better than the sound system he has in his car right now with like the <laughs> rattling in the door and everything. Oh, I, you better watch I out. That. You I better watch that. out. He's going to get pissed at you, Zach. <laughs> Check the door anyway, down. so I wanted to add the uh, the Bang & Olufsen uh, sound, sound package to the car. But I would too. Comes, which you can do at any trim, like on other Ford cars, you can do it at like multiple different trim levels. But on the Bronco, you can only add that option with, I think it's either called the High or the Lux package, which is one of the most expensive packages that you add, which comes with so many other unnecessary features that I don't want or wouldn't wouldn't ever use. So instead of being able to just add the one feature that I want that might add a little extra cost, I have to add like tens, like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of unnecessary options I don't want. I hate when car makers do that. It's the worst. A lot of them do that, but for just for a sound system, that seems wild, man. I would would hate that. Well, to get the sound system, you have to add so many other packages. Exactly. That's that's really the problem, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, what, I mean, I don't know how it's connected, but I mean, maybe it has to do with the supply chain or the assembly 
uh, line of like where they add these options and it just would make it too difficult for them to, you know, you know, pick and choose which ones they're going to add at certain points. But at the same time, it's, it's making this Bronco like 10 or $15,000 more expensive than I anticipated, which is really, you know, starting to look like not a very fiscally smart option. And I, I read a lot of similar comments on, on Reddit and some other forums uh, about people who weren't too pleased with how the options are oriented on the Bronco. So, I mean, there are about 190,000 or 200,000 reservations for this. That's wild. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the conversion rate's going to be on that. I mean, with how expensive this thing's really looking to be, it's not going to be um, as affordable as they uh, might may have marketed it to be. Well, it's really, I mean, it's going to be more expensive than the Wrangler to own one of these things. And you know, the Wrangler can get really, really pricey once you start adding up those options. I mean, we always had the the stereotype of like, oh, the you know, the wealthy sorority girl driving the Wranglers <laughs> around campus because their daddy the white, could afford it for the them. The white Wrangler, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a huge it's, thing. It's going to be even more. I mean, the Wrangler's going to look like the value option compared to the Bronco. <laughs> well, luckily, you you also have the uh, the Ford Mustang Mach-E as an option. The car that may not have been because Bill Ford was going to sabotage his company and not give back the prototype, apparently, to the design and production team that needed it back. They had to beg bill ford please mr ford please we need this car back we gotta sell it we gotta finish it and bill's like no 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 no. i need it for a few more months i I just love driving it so much screw the company i don't care it's mine that's all i wanted that's the story from the free press which is this just a publicity stunt for ford and this new mustang i don't know in his defense it's a sweet looking car yeah but he's gonna sabotage his team by by holding on to it for too long they 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 gave bill ford this prototype of the not yet released 2021 ford mustang mach e the uh that the crossover style like the suv which does look really cool but they gave it to him uh in early october and he didn't want to give it back he asked for an extension the design and production teams had to plead and plead, Mr. Ford, please return the all-electric SUV from the company's executive chairman, known for his love of the classic Mustang. But Hai Tai Tang, the chief, productive, the chief product development officer at Ford, said, we had to pry it out of his hands. That's what he told the free press. Mm. Uh, so luckily, the car will be built despite uh, Bill Ford's uh, desire to keep it forever and not give it back to the production team to have finished. So would this be something you would consider? Yeah, you know, I I don't know much about it, but it is a really cool-looking car, and I know it's supposed to be very similar to the Tesla SUV. Um, yeah. With, you know, with great range and really good um, performance. Uh, and honestly, looking at this price point, it would be like right in the same realm is where you know a loaded bronco is gonna be so if i'm if i'm spending that that kind of money which i don't know if i will but if i am then yeah this has to be in the convert i mean it looking at this uh price range that the bronco actually is going to be in it does open a much wider uh range variety of cars that i need to consider and this one's really really cool Ford, Ford is scheduled to deliver the first Mach-E vehicles to customers before the end of this year, from what they're saying. Uh, they won't fill dealerships. They're going to be made to order. In the first year, Ford is expecting to build an estimated 50000 but that's global. Wow. Uh, it's the first time that Ford ever launched a product through a re- reservation process, anticipating uh, intense demand. 
Um, Jim Farley, the uh, the CEO, is is very excited about it. There he is. It, and it's I, it's looking at like a 270 mile range uh, on electric and zero to sixty in like three seconds. Isn't that nuts, dude? That sounds awesome. I I, I, I that's just so cool. I know there's a lot of and people it looks, who it looks great. I think the looks on this car are are way better than the Bronco. Yeah. It I, I mean, amazing. I think so. It's it so sharp. Forty-three nine nine five. Yeah, very reasonable. But I'm, I'm like sure. That. I'm sure you want a lot of the upgrades, and it'll, it'll be eighty grand before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this car. It, it does look very cool. I'd love to drive one someday. How long do the batteries last on these sort of things? Do you know as a as like a in GM terms of employee? Like in yeah, life? yeah. Well, I mean, it, what ten years, eleven years more? I mean, Alex, you had that Volt. How's that thing doing? We still have the Volt. Um, does it have the original battery? Yeah, it does. Uh, the battery performance is not nearly as good as it was when we first got it. But to be honest, it kind of dipped very quickly, like within the first two years of getting it, and then it's kind of plateaued. So our initial range was a little bit over 40 miles on that electric battery. Wow. And it's probably joke. about maybe 25 miles right now, but it's been right around that that number for isn't that the crazy past, you know, how far they've years. come? Like it is wild. The what? Tesla is like three hundred and something now, three hundred and twenty, and it used to be forty. That's it's, wild. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that first generation Volt is such a joke compared to what they can do now, <laughs> and the technology is really just going through the roof. It's really improving exponentially. Well, I mean, as someone in the industry, it is where it's going. It's going to be electric. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that I think is holding back consumers from getting it is the range. You know, if you want to drive 300, if you want to drive 500 miles up north or whatever it is, and you have a 300-mile range, well, what do you do? And how long is it going to take to charge? Well, exactly. You know, but for these situations, it's kind of tricky. So that's the biggest holdback from, from my Understanding. I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty true. Uh, How many times do we travel over 300 miles, though? I went to Michigan Tech. It was 550. So, but even then, how many times a year did you do that? I mean, I don't know. A few times. Yeah. I I don't know. The the point is that I mean, you you need the option. You know, if you want to go on a trip, if you want to drive down south, you want to drive to Florida. Maybe that's not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the average car consumer probably you know can't charge their car overnight all the time right they can, you know they need their car to be able to go on those trips a few times a year because they can't afford to rent a car or afford to have a second car capable of doing that so at this time electric cars are kind of a luxury but it, it is going to transition especially as um we start installing more electric charging stations across the country because what they're starting to do, do now is work on the rapid uh, charging that's huge it, where you can get so huge you know a couple hundred miles or you know even a partial charge um that can last you a decent amount of time within 10 15 minutes i mean that that's really where the innovation is going wow. is the quick rapid charging it's it's coming that's the next move this it'll one, be here this one that jim farley is standing next to in this article you have here on the on the free press this is the best one i think so far it's got the red accents and those wheels are awesome like, I would just get this car because it looks good. I think Jim Farley actually called Bill Ford because he was getting pissed that, that Bill wasn't giving <laughs> it back. And and they actually, we have actual audio of Farley calling Ford to try to get that car back. Sweet mother of God, what is the hold <laughs> So luckily, Bill was able to give it back after a uh, after a, a, a long talk. But I, I think... I think I think Farley may have gotten 
Bill's kid before he was able to get Bill on the phone. I'm not Could sure. Could you get your daddy on the phone? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, but thankfully they got the car back. The production team does have it in their possession and it is uh it is underway with the team. Did anybody watch uh, Borat 2 like we said we would cuz I didn't. It was a busy week. It was a busy week. I agree, Alex. <laughs> we got to watch it. I'm watching it this weekend. That's my that's my uh that's my promise. I would love to. It's gotten, man, has it gotten good reviews. So that's going to be, be next. Is it not going to be timely after the election? You said they make fun of Trump quite a bit, or they make a lot of political jokes? It, it's not going to matter. I mean, what's the difference? Can you still make political jokes? Can you not make political jokes after the election, Alex? It's going to still be going on. I don't think that's changing. Yeah, no, good Good point, good point. Yeah. Did anybody, how about this? Did anybody watch The Bachelorette last week? Or am I alone in that again? I think you know my answer. Zach, I'm well, disappointed I told in you. you. I'm waiting for Tasha to start. She's, well, she's coming, coming. On this week, right? I, well, that's the room. The, the Bachelorette is on Thursday this week because obviously tonight's all the election coverage. But, Zach, I, I may need you to watch this as part of your maybe schoolwork so you can maybe diagnose Claire with some type of schizophrenia. I have never. I'm not kidding. Claire Crawley, I've never seen somebody that is so up and down with her emotions and just so be a crackhead. something something she is wild i mean first of all yosef who i i mistakenly said juan pablo last week i was pissed at myself because that was a huge wow. mistake but it, it was <laughs> yosef it was and it was uh yosef who was just pissed at claire for having the strip dodgeball competition he was not on that group date but he said to himself you know, I don't want to be associated with myself with this with this woman who's having these men strip down and play dodgeball. I mean, how how demeaning! And you know, I kind of agree with Yosef. It is kind of let a two- the bitch walk. I, you know what he did? He he got into he got into Claire's face. He was getting a little aggressive with her, but then Claire just blew up and kicked him out. Get out of here! Get out of here! Yosef, get out of here! It was horrible. So so Yosef's gone, <laughs> and Yosef's like, Sounds horrible. I'd expect more from the oldest bachelorette. And, and all the other guys were upset. But, you know, I think uh, I think by the end of the show, a lot of the guys were saying, you know, maybe Yosef was right. He was maybe smart to leave because it just went all downhill. Uh, the, the, uh, the first group date that Claire had last week, this is last Tuesday, Dale was on it. Dale, uh, her lover, her favorite guy they're they're pretty much dating already already? they've had fantasy suites well this is what happened alex they had a group date you know how they always have a stupid little fun activity like we're going hot hot air ballooning here we're going on a plane ride or something ridiculous Uh, oh and she canceled it right she canceled it and it was just we're gonna cancel the fun part so it's just gonna be like another cocktail party with a smaller group of people this is when nobody wanted to talk to her right no no that was um that was like two or three weeks ago Okay. So, okay. I'm sorry. So I'm, what, I'm mixed up. So um, you should watch instead of just getting your updates. <laughs> I have a very reliable source for for information. That did happen, but that was a few weeks ago. What happened on this group date was she canceled everything. It's just like we're just gonna have a cocktail party. You can talk to me or whatever. So Dale was on this group date. Dale spent an hour with her. And they were on the bed making out for like a half hour, oh, talking yes, everything. It was just and all the other guys were sitting there like uh, where's Claire? Like, they're getting up to look for her. They can't find her. They locked themselves in the bedroom, you know, making out, doing whatever, for an hour with Dale. And then 
when they finally found her, somebody found her in the bedroom. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, just just get an Odell. He's just leaving. And um, finally, all the other guys start rolling through. She gives him like five minutes each. She's so uninterested. And then Dale shows up again on the same group date in the little house. And Claire's like, yeah, why don't you come on over? And they hang out again. And all of a sudden, it's Claire and Dale again. And the guys are just pissed at Dale. It's just awful. So they all realize, like, yeah, Claire kind of kind of likes Dale a lot. Kind of more than a lot. It's like they're dating. The next day, um, Claire had a one-on-one with Zach that she couldn't be less interested in. Oh, nice, Zach. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> How was How'd it? That Maybe you can tell us. It, was, it sounds like it was awful. Uh, Zach went in, or Claire went in for a kiss or something that Zach was not expecting. So oh, it, it yes. threw it threw Zach for a loop. I he's, was not about it. He's yeah. It, well, it was weird because they were like in a swimming pool. It was very awkward because all she's thinking about is Dale, and I just want to be with Dale. And so the way it was described to me was like she was getting out of the pool to like go get ready for dinner or right. whatever, and she like leaned in for a kiss, and so Zach closed his eyes to like receive the kick the kiss but she stopped like right before his face and then pushed away and was like oh i guess you don't want to kiss me huh she just blew up and this is part of her, her emotional crisis that she is that right did i get that right you're 100 like, percent right he just didn't go like she went 95 percent of the way for the kiss and he just for whatever reason didn't go the last five well, percent it was a miscommunication was to, you know complete the gap and so she got really pissed when he, he didn't lean forward and it was just like an awkward miscommunication. She thought that he, that Zach pulled away, and Zach, maybe you can provide some insight if you pulled away or not, but that's what Claire thought, that he just pulled away. He's like, oh my God, what just happened? Oh, this is horrible. And then they're going to dinner because they're supposed to get ready for dinner, and who walks out? But Chris Harrison. Oh, Chris Harrison walks out and sends him home. Claire Katie, the, the 39-year-old wow. oldest bachelorette, in the entire history of the show, doesn't even show up. It's, it's. I mean, she's just crying in her room. And Chris, where's Chris? I can't do it. I can't send him home. Oh He's my done. God. I don't want to see Zach. Oh my god. This woman, she's a basket case. <laughs> so Zach, bye bye. He's gone. Yep. And then, so they didn't even keep me on. Do, do I get to come on for uh, when the next lady comes on? What's her name? Oh, Tasha. Yeah, do I well, get that's to come the back? thing. Ta- they show Tasha at the end, and actually, I gotta play a clip from this, Alex, um, because at the last group date of the show, it was uh, another group date. Dale was not on the group date, but guess what? It was a roast of the men who were not on the group date. So oh, all yeah. the guys, I heard they were really mean to Dale. They, but I mean, of course, he's he's in the lead, so you're of course gonna rag on the person who's leading, which he is, and. And Claire was like laughing at first, but then all of a sudden it's like, they're taking a lot of shots at Dale. Like, I don't really like this. I, I just don't think they're being very nice to my man. It's ridiculous. She spent the whole group date interrogating each single guy about a lot of shots about Dale. Like, you know, wh- why are you talking about Dale so much? And these guys are like, you know, I'm not really here to talk about Dale. Can we just talk about us? This lady sounds crazy. She's nuts, dude. She's nuts. So she's interrogating. She would not be my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> she was nuts about these guys ripping on Dale. And at the end of the date, it's 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 her with the guys spending all this time talking about Dale. They, I feel bad for the guys. You know, she's got this goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the guys. They're trying to build a relationship with her. And they're trying to say, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build a relationship. You just want to talk about Dale. And she she wanted nothing of it. She wanted nothing of it. So so this is near the end of the show, Zach um, and Alex. This is her ending the date. I actually 
did not get what I needed with you guys. <sighs> so, right now I feel like this rose, um, I won't be able to give this out tonight. There's no rose given out. I'm gonna go sleep on things. I have a lot to think about. Oh no! <laughs> I'll see you guys at the rose ceremony tomorrow. Okay? Alright, you guys have a good night, okay? It was such it was the most night, awkward, well, weird moment. And she just leaves just like nothing. Is that Dale? No, Dale wasn't on this group oh. date. So she leaves. No rose, very awkward, very tense. And Claire just didn't get what she wanted. She didn't realize anything with these guys is gonna happen. Everyone's pissed. I would rather somebody have gotten that rose than, than this feeling. Yeah. Cause this feels like why do we even do on this date? <laughs> like I agree. Personally. I agree. I'm a little perturbed <laughs> that we made fun of her man right now. Her man. <laughs> I really don't think I can sit there and go, you've dished on my fiance so hard. Like, fiance? Like I can't be doing that, you know? Like, what? it doesn't feel right. She called Dale, Dale her fiance. That's not a surprise. Wow. And you're making fun not of Dale and I's really connection. It. Like, it's not okay. Claire. Who is Thank the who is the girl with him? Tonight. I just that girl, let you like know some producer probably. That I'm so proud of you. Listen, for being bold, saying how you feel, speaking up, living your truth, and showing up for me. This girl, you tonight, is a psycho. Deserve this rose. She gave herself the rose. This is what's so beautiful about like oh my Dale's relationship right now is that I feel confident in it and I feel like that I am literally on the right path. Oh, it feels so good. That was pretty much like worst case scenario ending, honestly. Yeah. Like, give it to somebody. Like, do you not see one of us making it past this? All week? she like, can think about is Dale, Dale, Dale. They're pretty much dating. In the house right now. Listen. That she's showing any interest towards. Does anybody come to mind besides Dale? No. I don't know. I mean, oh. like, Claire has a massive crush on Dale. She's got total tunnel vision. That's what that felt like to me, like, almost. She doesn't really care about anybody else or giving anybody else a fair shake besides Dale. This process is supposed to be four. Oh no! Ugh. It's unbelievable because she's just, walk, going. she's just walking around. She's just walking around like. Get your fat ass over here before I dump you! <laughs> <laughs> she just hates all these guys. Well, it's she unbelievable because because be with any of them. you're absolutely right. All she thinks about is Dale and Dale and Dale. Even on this group date, it's all over it. A husband. Well, I, if she already found it, then what are we doing? Because she's obviously not giving anybody else a chance anyway. If you want to go be with Dale, go be with him now and we'll all yeah, go exactly, home. Right? Exactly. If you already got a boyfriend, <laughs> what am I doing here? Right? If you want Dale and that's what's up, you really want him? If you want to get Why crazy, you let's go back get to your crazy. home on Four Island. How about <laughs> the rest of us walk out? Oh, look at this. They're walking out. And that's where they leave Next it. Week. You got to see this. You got to see this. So that's so that's where they left it, the which means we're we on to right get now. Tasha. I mean, we know Claire's leaving the season, and it's unfortunate that they already kind of ruined that for for the ruin, for the listeners. And maybe there are some people out there who haven't been tainted by the the fake news media or whatever. <laughs> Alex, there's one um, more bit here for their upcoming next week. It's unbelievable. And you know what? I feel bad for these guys because they realized, you know, maybe maybe Yosef was right. He left because she real he realized that she was nuts. So these guys are like, yeah, Yosef was right. Well for anybody. I just waited so long for this. Oh my God. 
we've just blown up the Bachelorette. This <laughs> <laughs> is hard. I hope Dale There's and her Dawn do not end up and together. And I still haven't hard. like fully comprehended what the hell is going on. <laughs> well, me. You tell me. That's all I want to know. This is a two-way street. Doesn't seem to make sense to me right now. You can tell the guys are getting drained and fed up. You're gonna start seeing a different side of me. It's frustrating as hell. I'm gonna freak the out. We put ourselves on the line. Like we did everything you asked. They went through all I'll this COVID if protocol I wasted your time. for months. I'll apologize if I hurt you. Why am I here? Yeah, everything you, you go on in an instant. You're most what likely quitting your job. Happened? Yeah. You're we have never dealt with anything like this in the history of our show. You might be getting plastic surgery or some like expensive gym what membership or training. Guys oh! and girls come on there and like. There's Tasha! The pinch hitter bachelorette! <laughs> Coming out of the pool! Oh my god! Continues next week on The Bachelorette. The pinch hit bachelorette there's is no way there. She there's no way she's actually on. But I agree, Alex. I don't what think do you mean on. not on? I, they definitely tease you again next episode. That was like a teaser for the next, next For the epi next, next episode? Yeah. Alex, you're 100% right. These people go through a lot to be on this show, especially this year. And it's all, Dale, 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 Dale. Yeah, I, I don't care about anyone except that. That's it. It's horrible. I, yeah, they I didn't have be... a shot from the start. And I mean, I'm, I mean, it sounds honestly like she's not the kind of woman you want to have a shot with. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise. But uh <laughs> I mean, it just sucks. It sucks to get your hopes up to be on that show and to make all the sacrifices you have to, and then just to get treated like total garbage. I, well, especially if I, well, I, I don't look at it as like they're finding love. That's that's my take what? on this. What? Zach, I'd be pissed if my vacation was going to be cut short because <laughs> because this this person already picked out who she wants. I don't know, man. I, I love the camera. She's already got a boyfriend. What are, what are we doing here? <laughs> My vacation. It's cut short. <laughs> you know, they're better off, and I really hope Dale and Claire do not end up together. For Dale's sake. she She's a freaking psychopath. I, I just never, I've never seen a bachelorette as wild or as crazy as her. So. Well, it is the most traumatic season of The Bachelor yet. Damn right about that. It's It's wild. I really, Alex. At least you watch. I know Zach probably won't, but I, at least maybe watch next thir this Thursday, maybe, possibly, or record it. I guess nothing. Crickets. Crickets. Sorry, sorry. No, I I have a response. I just had to get it queued up. <laughs> well, take your time. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys there. <laughs> all right. Let's forget it. Are you guys ready to get out of here? Go watch. Go watch the uh, mess that's gonna happen on the news tonight. Uh yes. Was there anything else Hit you wanted to mention? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Is Alex still there? I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. My dad's trying to call me to wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> oh, take the call. Take the call. Take your dad's. We're call. gonna head out anyway, Alex. Let's so get out of here. To voicemail. I'll call me. Um, well, we, we appreciate you guys listening. Always appreciate it. Please, please follow us. Send us emails. Do something, yes. Alex. Go Ed, for it. Cutting out early on Twitter. Cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. Cuttingoutearly.podcast on Instagram. Please send us some messages. Please. And it's 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 cool because we're going to be uh, covering more stuff that happens next week. A lot of stuff is going to happen with the football. Election. Wisconsin's canceled, by the way. Did, did we even mention oh, that? Oh, yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, they are. That was today. That's news. So they're canceled because they have uh, 24. 27, I believe, COVID cases within the program. Yeah. Election stuff, too. That's probably pretty important. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> if we're even allowed to do the show next week, we'll see. <laughs> who knows what'll be the new world? All we'll right. be fine. We'll be fine. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening, though. Have a great night. See ya. See ya. Yep.